That's why I sing, Jesus, I love you, I love you, because you care. I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. Oh, Jesus, I love you, I love you, because you care. I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Because you care, Jesus. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Because you care. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Because you care, I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. Not because I've been so faithful, not because I've been so faithful, not because I've been so good. You've always been there for me to provide my every need. You were there when I was lonely. You were there in all my pain, guiding my footsteps, shelter from the rain. And it was you who made my life complete. You are to me my everything. And that is why I sing, Jesus, I love you, I love you. Because you care, I couldn't imagine if you weren't there jesus i love you i love you because you care i couldn't imagine if you weren't there oh jesus jesus i love you i love you Jesus, I love you, I love you. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Because you care. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Because you care, Jesus, Jesus, I love you, I love you with my whole heart. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Jesus, I love you, I love you. 
Because you care. If you love him, can we worship him tonight? Jesus, I love you. I love you. Jesus, I love you. I love you. Jesus, I love you. I love you. Because you care. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We adore you. Thank you for loving us. We love you because you first loved us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are a friend that is closer than any brother. You are faithful and just and good in every way. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. I feel the love of God tonight, don't you? Such a precious way. What a privilege to worship him together. Thank you, Brother Ethan, for leading us in worship here tonight. Amen. God bless you. You could be seated if you would like to. It is wonderful to be here. I am enjoying just the manifest presence of God that is here right now. Amen. It does not get old, and I definitely don't want to take it for granted. There's something about a privilege of coming into his presence and when he chooses to manifest his presence in our midst when you consider that for many many years the people of God could not experience what you and I are experiencing wow what a privilege amen praise God praise God um, we need each other. I'll say that again. We need each other. It is the reason why that when we go through things, the adversary often attempts to get us to pull away and separate by ourselves. We need each other. I need you. I need you. You need me. You don't need me more than I need you. You understand? We need each other. Um, the body is designed as such that its parts are interdependent. This is the design of the body. There is no part of the body that is designed to function independently 
important. We need each other. We need each other. And I'm thankful for you tonight. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. I can, I can be facing things, dealing with things, life, circumstances, situations, just like anyone else. And there's something about just getting together with you. It does something in my spirit, man. It strengthens me. It encourages me. It, um, it motivates me. Press on. Press on. Amen? Press on. That's for somebody tonight. Press on. Amen. I would like to ask us to please, this is not a casual request, I would like to ask you, precious people of God, to please keep the Escalera family in prayer. Um, I don't think it's any secret. Everybody, or pretty much everybody, is aware of what his dad has been going through, Brother Rigo's dad has been going through and dealing with. And uh, there are, beyond that, other factors that, they as a family are navigating in this season of life. Um, and they need the prayers of the body. Amen. I think Brother Rigo's doing well. I think Sister Denise is doing well. They need the prayers of the body. And so I am asking each of us who will. Uh, in these days ahead, would you please wait on the Holy Ghost in prayer for that family? All right, I feel this very strongly. I know and believe the place that God has ordained for them in the body. And so I'm not surprised by this season. I'm not trying to rescue them from their season, you understand? We have to go through seasons. We all have to go through seasons. And sometimes the most damaging thing we could do is rescue someone, rescue, take someone out of their season rather than let the season have its work. All right, seasons have purpose. That doesn't mean they're easy all the time. Okay, but we have to recognize, all right, there is a season and my brother and my sister need the strength that can come from the body. They need the prayers of the people of God. And those are seasons. And all of us, if we've lived any length of time, have gone through those. And we are probably here today because someone prayed for us in our seasons. Amen. And so. Uh, I just, I know I'm taking a little bit of time about that, but they are a critical part of the body. And so, uh, and their witness in Moxie and what it is and what it will be. And so I'm not surprised by some of the seasons and the efforts of the adversary. All right. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials 
think I read that somewhere in the Word. It's going to happen, but we pray. Amen? We pray together, so I'm asking you to hold them in prayer. Praise God. Brother Martin was sent to bed to rest tonight, so pray for him. I think he's going to be all right. I think he'll be back in work tomorrow, but uh, it's part of the process. Amen? Praise God. Uh, so I don't forget, uh, let's remember our hyphen young people in prayer. I know many of them are traveling tomorrow to the uh, west side. There's a service taking place from hyphen all over the state. And so pray the Lord to have his way there. And then next Friday night, the 17th and Saturday, the 18th, uh, just a reminder, um, we will be having Friday night. We'll start at 730 Friday night at 7.30, that should give everybody plenty of time to get done with work, get cleaned up, take care of it, and, and be here so we can start on time. Uh, we'll start at 7.30. We'll, have a different, we'll probably have a different setup in here. Uh, we'll start at 7.30 Friday night the 17th, and uh, I am asking again, I'm asking you if you are hyphen age group, 18 to 36 and single. I'm asking you to make it a priority to be here, okay? Now, it's open to anyone and everyone that would like to be here, um, but I am, as much as is possible in me, I am requiring those in that other age group to be here, please. I, I just feel strongly about this, okay? Uh, dress will be business casual or you can wear jeans and a polo or whatever you, you don't need to dress up is the point uh just be comfortable just don't come in your sweatpants and your t-shirt amen we'll still be in the sanctuary um and then we will we will pick back up on saturday morning the 18th at 9 30 a.m same group, uh, we will be focusing on um, financial responsibility and stewardship. Friday night, we will teach scriptural principles, okay? We will share scriptural principles on Friday night. We'll pull things out of the Word scripturally that speak to financial principles, then on Saturday, we will spend time with application and action plans. All right. The goal isn't that, man, that we got a lot of good stuff. We heard a lot of great things. We learned some stuff, but then we walk out like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Hopefully, I can start putting some of that in. We'll see. No, we're going to seek to send you out equipped. Um, it will make a huge difference. In your life. Now, again, it's open to anybody in the congregation that would like to come. Um, and there may be others joining us beyond the Sela congregation. I'm not for sure yet. Uh, but come. We will, uh, we will close out Friday night. We'll order pizzas or something like that. Uh, hopefully, it's in your budget to bring five bucks. If not, I'll cover for you. So, um, but be honest. If you <laughs> don't be like, oh, Elder said he'd covered. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, it's payday. Good. Okay. Brother Robert, a cover. No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> so, uh, amen. So, uh, we'll have a good time together. It will be, uh, it will not be quite as formal. We'll take questions, all right? We're going to open up. We're going to have questions and answers both days. We'll talk through some of those things. Um, but I just feel very, uh, I feel compelled to do this. And so, I think it's time. So, amen. Praise God. Would you grab your Bible? I want to uh, I want to look at four places in Scripture tonight, and uh, I realize it's already seven twenty, and uh, I'm not concerned by that. I just realize that. Uh, maybe we're all like Sister Annie Garcia, and it's already our Friday, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> she told me she told me tonight she said it's my Friday I was like and you were off Monday too she's like yep <laughs> amen so uh, praise God amen I'm not jealous I'm thankful for you amen no it's beautiful beautiful um Ephesians chapter 6 I'll let you turn there uh Boy, is our world crazy right now or what? Anybody say amen? I mean, it's just crazy. That's the only word for it. It's just crazy. People are losing their minds. Um, I guess that's been going on a while, but in the past, people realized when they were losing their mind. Um, it's, <laughs> it's just, uh, man, I... You know, you, you look at everything around us and you hear any bit of news. Uh, our world is in chaos. Our world is in chaos. This present world. It is in chaos. There is confusion. There is division like never before. And people are picking anything and everything to be divided over, right? I mean, it's conservative or liberal, Republican or Democrat, mask or no mask, vaccine or no vaccine. You can just keep going down the list. Those are just a couple of things right now, right? But you name it, people are divided about it. And... There was a time, I'm not that old, but there was a time where I remember when people disagreed, they could still have a conversation. But the narrative has changed. The narrative now is such that if you disagree, here's the twisting that's taking place in our world. If you disagree with me, that means you hate. Well, nothing's further from the truth. But it is the spin of the God of this world to bring more division. Right? You disagree with my choices. You disagree with my lifestyle. You disagree with you fill in the blank. You disagree. Then therefore that means you have hate. Well, that's not true. I mean, it may be true of some. But for the vast majority, that's not true. It says, no, I have biblical values or... Or no, I hold to these principles that were given to me. Or no, there's, this is just what I believe in terms of life choices and these things. Right? 
And, and I understand everything's not black and white. But in our world, division reigns. All this confusion, all this chaos, all this stuff that's going on. And you and I, if we're not careful, we can get caught up in it. True? We can get pulled into it. It starts affecting our thinking. It starts affecting our conversation with others. It starts affecting our emotions. It starts affecting our sleep or lack thereof. It can start affecting every part of our life if we get caught up in it. But by the design of the Lord, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Stay with me. We're going somewhere tonight. We're in it, but we're not of it. And I, I don't know about you. I probably do since you're human, but I'm just going to say I don't because I don't know every one of you individually how you might respond. There are things that get said to me or shared with me in my workplace that sometimes I have a hard time biting my tongue. I know you don't believe that, but... Um, I really, like, thank the Lord I'm work from home most days. Okay, I'm just going to pause and pray right now. Here, we're going to. And uh, I'm sure it happens to you. And so these things come at us. They come at us. They come at us. And attitudes and ideas and expressions and just keeps coming, it seems like. Some days it can seem like, man, it's nonstop and. And certain people can come our way and it's like, oh no, here we go, right? You, you still with me? And certain individuals are like, oh, they're coming this way, I'm going that way. And certain people will say certain things and you're like, oh no, they're getting ready to go on their rant again. Or Does this, is this happen to anybody else? Is this too real life for us tonight? I think we get the point. The reality is, if we're not careful, dare I say, if we're not prayerful, if we're not prayerful, and if we're not in the Word, if we're not waiting on the Lord to have the mind of Christ, we will get drawn in, and we can become one that creates division. See, the spirit of this world shows up in the actions of men. The spirit of this world would like to, is always trying to get into the church. You need to understand that. The spirit of this world, the spirits of this world, they show up in the actions of men. We understand the things that are not seen by the things that are seen. This is a spiritual principle and concept, okay? So we begin seeing things in the natural that I promise you something was taking place already in the spiritual. And now it's being manifested through the actions and the activities of men. And... The spirit of this world wants to try to get into the church. And so then you start seeing, if we're not careful, we see it creeping in. And we see 
the actions and the activities of the world becoming actions of people that are in the body of Christ. And it ought not be. And so, I didn't plan on all this at the beginning, but here we are. I, I just think we need to recognize some things. Uh, I, I was in a conversation just, uh, I can't remember if it was a day ago or two days ago. I lose track of time when I get Monday off like the holiday week. Earlier this week, um, I was in a conversation with someone, and we were talking about, in our world today, the lack of a work ethic. I see some of you nodding your heads. Uh, Don't raise your hand. Anybody have people you work with that they're like just getting a paycheck? Right? And you want to be like... You know what I'm talking about. Um, and we, those conversations in our world, right? Unemployment being higher, people able to. So now we've got, anybody notice people hiring on the job? I, all of this is present world. We're, we're still in the vein here. I'm not just rambling. Notice like everybody and their brother's hiring right now. Does anybody notice that? Like can't get help, need help, people raising the wages, all this stuff. What's the deal? Are there less people or something? What's going on? No, I'll tell you what it is. People don't want to work. Now, we see that in the natural. I'm just using this as an example. We see that in the natural. It is a spiritual thing. Slothfulness. Look the word up in the Scripture. Laziness. Look the word up in the Scripture. It's something that's in the spiritual But it's beginning to manifest itself in the natural. All right? Now, God forbid that creeps into the church. Amen? Scripture says, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. I like eating. Amen? Brother Juan likes eating, too, don't he? Amen? I wasn't picking on it. I think all of us like eating, right? If you don't go without doing so for about two or three months. Oh, wait. Uh, so that's just one example of these things that are, it is the spirit of the air that we see it in the world, but then it tries to creep into the church. Okay? And we can see the spirit of divisiveness in the world in many fashions. If we're not careful, it will try to creep into the church. Okay? We live in a world where there's a lot of independence. I'm my own person. I do my own thing. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. No, no, that right. And that independent spirit is not of God. We start at the beginning. We need each other. In the church, there should be a spirit of interdependence. It's preferring my brother. It's preferring my sister. It's right. It's very contrary to the spirit of the world. But the spirit of the world, in many ways, tries to creep into the church. How does he do that? How does the spirit of the world creep into the church? Well, through our eyes, what we see, what we watch, through our ears, what we hear, what we listen to, what we read, what we take in, what we take in. All right, so we have to filter things through the Holy Ghost. All right. Now, I said all of that to say this. 
we are not wrestling with people. The church is here to reach the world, the people of this world. Our battle is not with people. That coworker that frustrates me, that person that goes on the rant that I referenced, that person that sometimes makes me want to steer clear, I'm not battling them. That spirit of division that's at work, it's not them. They're just a vehicle. Now, this is where we're getting to. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Watch what Paul said. He was writing to the church. He'd written this letter that has been broken down into six chapters. He's now in the last 14 verses of the final chapter. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Everybody say, in the Lord. That's important. How are we to be strong? In the Lord. And where? In the power of whose might? Okay, that's a very important verse. We fly by that, but it's so critical. We must be strong. But not our strength. We must be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. That's where our strength comes from. That's where our might comes from. It's not our own abilities. It's not our own efforts. We must be strong, but it must be in the Lord and the power of His might. That's His Spirit operating and working through us. Okay? Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God. Why should you put on the whole armor of God? So that you may be able to stand against. Everybody say stand against. We live in a time when the church needs to stand against. You with me? We need to stand against. Not. I'll avoid confrontation. I just, you know what? I just won't make eye contact and I'll keep my mouth closed. I'll just. No, we need to stand against. Now, we don't do this in our ability and our power. This is why all these verses are so important. His strength, the power of his might. We put on the whole armor, not of Joel, not of, we put on the whole armor of God or God's armor. His strength, his might, his armor. Why do we do all of that? So that we can stand against. What are we standing against? Not people. We're standing against the wiles or the tricks, the deceptions, the lies, the tools of the devil. That's what's at work in our world. We need to recognize this. We need to know this. Why? Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting people. We're not battling people. We're not warring against people. But what are we wrestling against? Principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. God, open our eyes today to see and recognize and understand. We are in the midst of a war like never before. 
What we're feeling, the things that are coming that weigh and press on our emotions at times, the things that seem to weigh on our spirit where it's like, man, what am I dealing with today? What's going on? It's not humanity. We're not fighting people. We're in this earth to rescue people. By God's grace working through us, we're here to rescue those that are damned for eternity. If we don't, we are here with a purpose. We are not warring against them. We're wrestling Not humanity, but we're wrestling. We must know we're warring against principalities and powers. These are spiritual things, and they do not rest. They do not rest. We're wrestling against them. I want to read that verse to you, verse 12, in the New Living Translation. I think it says it, well, I like the way it says it. I'm like, man, it says the same thing. Helps you change it to the New Living Translation. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Hear that again. Against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world. And against evil spirits in the heavenly places. That's what we're fighting against principalities and powers. These are, if you look at that word in the Greek that's used for powers, it is leaders in spiritual things. Spirit leaders would probably be another way to say it. We're warring against these things. Now we're not afraid because we're in His strength, in the power of His might. We have His armor. And all of that so we can stand against this. But we must understand day to day when we go to work. When we walk into the supermarket. When we stop at the gas station. When we enter a convenience store. Day to day. The things that we may be feeling from people and dealing with in interactions. We're not fighting people. But we are fighting. It's why we must be prayerful. Now, let's read on. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, the breastplate of righteousness on, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take the shield of faith. Watch. Taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench what? You'll quench what? All. If you have the shield of faith, you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. He's talking about the wicked that we read about in verse 12. The wicked sends fiery darts. Guess how he does that? That co-worker. 
Well, you just think, oh, here comes a fiery dart. What am I going to do? Am I going to respond to that spirit and, and become a war with humanity? Or am I going to operate in the wisdom of God because I have started my day in a place of prayer where I have put on the whole armor of God? And now I'm here in the whole armor of God. I'm not better than anybody else. You understand? But now I have spiritual discernment. And I'm recognizing. And we shared this verse Sunday. I send you out as sheep among wolves. Be as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. I recognize I'm going in. God is sending me. He's sending you. Not to be destroyed, but to fulfill His purpose. And so He's sending you and I into our world. To be a salt and light. And so when we go, we're warring against these things. And we need the leading of the Spirit of God to war against them. To know we're warring against principalities and powers. But to also recognize I'm in the power of His might. I'm covered in the armor of God. I have the shield of faith. I can quench all. All means all, by the way. You all know the Greek word for all. It's pos. All the fiery darts of the wicked. How does faith come? By hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. We don't have time tonight. We're not going to take the time. But I encourage you to study the armor of God. I believe I can show you scripturally where every element of the armor can be traced back and tied to the word of God. Every element. I'll give you one example. He starts, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. Jesus said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. All right. All the fire does. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. The only thing you've got to war against these things with. Everything else is to protect and cover you. The sword is what you're fighting with. Got to fight with the word of God. Not my intellect, not my own words, not my own thoughts, not my opinion, not my bias. None of that. Not, not the latest post that I got from a friend that aligns with my opinion. No, 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 no. I need the word of God. It is the sword wherewith I fight because I'm not fighting flesh and blood. I take that latest post and I think I'll give them a little jab. That's I'm stepping into the fray and warring with flesh and blood. Right? I'm as guilty as the next person. Right? Was it Bishop that talked about a zinger? Right? He's going to give him a little zinger. Right? Yeah, that's what is that? It, the adversary wants to draw you and I into that. He wants to draw us. The adversary knows he's fighting a spiritual battle. And he wants to draw us into a flesh and blood battle to destroy testimony. But you and I have power over principalities and powers. So we can war a good warfare. And then we can, by the grace of God, rescue the flesh and blood that needs to be rescued. We need to distinguish this. This is so critical. We need to understand who we are. Who we are. And our purpose. Now watch. 
I don't even know what verse I'm on. 18. Last verse here, verse 18. So Paul wrote all this to the Ephesians. And then he said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. What are we doing? We're praying for one another. We're bearing up one another. Why? Because we recognize every one of us is in this fight. Every one of us are in this warfare. And you know what? I'm not a brilliant military strategist, and I don't profess to be. I did grow up as a kid in the military, which just means I was around it. That doesn't mean anything else. But I have read and learned some things. Everyone isn't on the front line in a battle. Truth? And in warfare, there are things called skirmishes. These things that break out in different parts and different places that everybody's not involved in. Spiritually, remember we see in the natural, we understand things in the spiritual. The same is true in the spiritual. It is why people, certain individuals in the body can be going through things and it seems like, man, they are coming. They are. The adversary has seen an opportunity. The adversary says, I'm going to come now. And so we as the people of God, we're praying always with all prayer and supplication Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I'm bearing up one another. You're bearing me up. I'm bearing you up in prayer. We're praying a warfare prayer that covers my brother and sister. When I took that time at the beginning said we need to be bearing up the Escalera family. I feel so strongly about this. It's not flesh and blood. Not flesh and blood. We're not warring flesh and blood. We're warring principalities and powers, all right? But our weapons aren't carnal. You've read that too, haven't you, in Corinthians? Our weapons aren't carnal, but they are what? Mighty. How are they mighty? Through God. Through God. Through God. We have weapons of warfare. And these are executed, verse 18 tells us, through prayer. Through prayer. Praying always. Praying always. Why do you think the adversary doesn't want you to pray? Or why do you think he just wants you to pray? Now I lay me down to sleep. He doesn't want you to pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Our world's in chaos. Our world is in chaos because of principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. But when you and I, as the body of Christ, go into a place of prayer with the arm, and I feel the Holy Ghost right now. When you and I, as the body of Christ, go into a place of prayer with the whole armor of God, we pray with all supplication in the Spirit. I promise you, it is tearing down the adversary's kingdom. It is destroying the adversary's kingdom. There is an effectual, fervent working of the Spirit of God through the people of God who will recognize what our warfare is about and will pray always. And pray always. 
And in so doing, we will stand against. We're not just standing against for ourselves, you understand. We are standing against for our co-workers. We're standing against for our lost loved ones. We're standing against. You understand, the standing against is not just for myself. There is a standing against the wiles of the devil. It's the purpose and a part of the church's function in the earth. The scripture says the spirit of the Antichrist has already come. He just can't do anything that he wants to do completely. Why? Because he who now letteth will let until. Until what? Until he be taken out of the way. Who's he? Who's he that's not taken out of the way, that's restricting the Antichrist? I'll tell you who. It's he, the church. The body of Christ, he. But when the body of Christ is taken out of the way, the Antichrist will have free reign. You and I, when we stand against, we are standing against the spirits of this world. We are stand, We need to know who we are and what God can do in us when we stand in his strength, in the power of his might. We put on his armor and we pray always in the spirit. There is something that happens in the realm of the spirit when you and I yield to him and pray according to this word that it stands against. That's why you can walk into your workplace and doors open for ministry. That's why you can meet someone and a door is open for ministry. You think the God of this world just wants to allow that? If he could, he would stop that from ever taking place. But when you and I pray in the Spirit, we are standing against the deception of the adversary. That word wiles means the deceit or the trickery of the devil. Prayer accomplishes that. Prayer accomplishes that. Hurry with me to Colossians chapter 1. Verse number 9. Watch this. Talk a little more about principalities and powers. Colossians 1 verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? Verse 10. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with what? All might. According to what? His glorious power. Unto all patience. Boy, your patience will be tried these days, won't it? Undo all patience and long-suffering. How? How? That's a key part. That's a key part. To all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Watch. Watch, verse 13, who hath delivered us from what? What's he delivered us from? What are we wrestling against? Rulers of darkness. 
He has delivered us. We need revelation. We need revelation. That's past tense. Right? I wasn't good at English, but is that past tense? She's got an English teacher on the front row. He has delivered us. That's already done. He has delivered us from that which we're wrestling against. Powers of darkness. We're not wrestling to get delivered. That needs to sink in for somebody. We're not wrestling with principalities and powers and rulers of darkness to get deliverance. He's already delivered us from powers of darkness. We're wrestling to stand against. We're opposing the adversary. And there's something rising up in my spirit. I don't know if this is just for me tonight. There is something rising up. We are opposing the adversary in the power of his might. In his armor, we are affecting our world by the work of God through us in a place of prayer in his spirit. Why? Because he has already delivered us from the power of darkness. Didn't he not just deliver us? He translated us. He said, I'm going to deliver you from darkness. I'm going to deliver you from darkness But I'm not going to just leave you out there in nowhere. I'm translating you from darkness. I am now putting you into the kingdom of his dear son. I took you from the power of darkness. But I placed you in the kingdom of God. A kingdom is a place where somebody rules and reigns. A kingdom is a place where somebody has authority and it's executed through its subjects. I have translated you. I delivered you from the power of darkness and translated you into the kingdom. I took you from that authority that held you captive against your will. And I brought you into a kingdom whereby I am allowing you to operate under my authority. We need a revelation of who we are as the church of the living God. It is not a time to just maintain, get by, hope we get through, and let's see what happens. It is a time to recognize who we are, what our calling is, to pray in the power of the Spirit and His might and strength and recognize we have the authority of the kingdom. We have the authority of the kingdom. We have been delivered from darkness, and those that are in the grasp of the power of darkness, we now as ambassadors of the living God have the ability through prayer and the utterance of the Spirit through our mouth to speak a word of God that would deliver them we need to see who we are who hath delivered us from the power of darkness translated us into the kingdom of his dear son watch in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins who is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of every creature watch verse 16 for by him everybody say by him By him were all things created. What's all mean? Awesome. We got it. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, in earth, visible, invisible. Watch. Whether they be thrones or dominions. (laughs) Some of you are reading ahead. Can't help yourself, can you? Whether they be thrones or whether they be dominions or principalities or powers. 
all things were created by him and and for him. Guess what? I'm wrestling against rulers of darkness. I'm wrestling against principalities and powers. But he has delivered me from the power of darkness. And it is the one's kingdom that I'm now in that actually created the principalities and powers. And he created them for him. That means that even though they are under the authority of Satan, they are still created for him. And therefore, they are still subject to him for whom they are created. And when you and I were translated into the kingdom and we were filled with his spirit and we became a part of the body of Jesus Christ. Some of you are getting it. You understand. Satan fulfilled the will of God by causing Jesus Christ to be falsely accused and crucified. Scripture says, had they known, had the princes of this world known, they would have never crucified him. What was it? Spiritual darkness was used to fulfill the will of God. See, these things we're wrestling against, they were created by him. Verse 17, he is before all things, by him all things consist, and he is the head of the body, the church. That's you and I. He's our head. Who's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. In all things. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Skip over to chapter 2 for sake of time. Verse number 9. In him, that's in Jesus Christ, should all fullness dwell. Verse 9. For in him, of chapter 2, for in him, in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you, everybody say me, you are complete in him. Watch this. You are, the comp- you are complete in him, which is the head. What is he the head of? What's he the head of? You are complete in him, which is the head. <laughs> How would you like to be fighting a fight with someone, and you know the one you're fighting with, That their father is the one that created you and has all authority over you. Does that make sense? That's what the adversary is dealing with when he deals with you and I, the church that prays in the spirit. These principalities and these powers, these leaders of spiritual darkness that are warring on our world. When you and I, as the body of Christ, step into the place that Paul told us to in Ephesians, we begin to pray in the Spirit with all supplication and perseverance. We do these things in His strength and the power of His might under the whole armor of God. When we begin to do those things and we step into these places of warring, the adversary that's warring against us says, I'm warring against the body 
whose head is the very one that created me and I'm subject to. The adversary knows when we walk in who we are and our calling, the adversary knows he cannot win. He knows. He just doesn't want you to know. He wants us to be deceived so we won't know. But once we know who we are, we know who we are in him. He is the head of all principality and power. Verse 11, I'm hurrying to finish. In whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sin. See, Paul was trying to get the church to understand who they were. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, that's when you were in bondage. That was before he delivered you from the powers of darkness. Hath he quickened or made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, Watch verse 14 and 15. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And I like verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. This is what he's already done. This is what he's already done. He's delivered us from the powers of darkness. He has already spoiled principalities and powers and triumphed over them. He has already done this. And when he filled you and I with his spirit, we were born into his body. This is the power of prayer. When we give ourselves to it. I have to read one more verse. Stand with me please. I said all those things I said at the outset about all this stuff in our world. This is why we can't get drawn into the fray. We got to know who we are, and we got to fulfill our God ordained purpose in this world, in this hour. This is the church's greatest hour. If we will walk in our calling, there's a reason we're going to see end time harvest. There's a reason. There's also a reason we can't just go along and go, oh, just another day. It was a good day today. I made it through today. That's my measure of success or not. No, no. My measure is, did I walk in and fulfill the will of God today? Did I serve his purpose today? Did I give myself to his leading today? Now watch. 
I'd like to read the whole chapter. I won't. We'll be quick. Verse 37, Romans 8. Nay, in all these things, everybody say all. There's that word again. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. I like the sound of that. We're not just conquerors, Brother Lewis. We're more than. How are we more than conquerors? Through, 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 through what? Through him that loved us. Now watch. One of the greatest tools of the adversary. to make someone think when they've made a mistake he doesn't love you anymore you have to earn his love now you have to somehow prove something for him to love you why would the adversary attack a place of someone feeling loved and being loved because if he can do that he can break the relationship Watch a husband and wife where one says you don't love me anymore and starts believing that. Relationship begins to deteriorate. Watch a child and a parent where the child says you just don't love me anymore. A relationship begins to deteriorate. The ad we see in the natural what we know starts in the spiritual. So the adversary will always attack places to cause you and I to question the love of God. And he tries to keep the world blinded so they'll never see the love that God has for them. But watch. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, watch, nor principalities nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, we could look many other places in Scripture tonight. But just in these four places, we see clearly what we wrestle against, and we should see clearly we already have victory and authority over these very things which we're wrestling against. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty good to go into a fight knowing you're already destined to win. I like those odds. And so we need an awareness an awareness of what we're battling in our world today. We don't go around looking for a fight, you understand? I don't go around trying to find some spirit under every rock. Right? I'm not going around at work and saying, oh, that spirit, I know what spirit you're dealing with. You understand? But we have a, an awareness given by the Holy Ghost when we've been born again in the water and the spirit, the Bible says we see the kingdom. We should be seeing the kingdom spiritually. We should be discerning with our eyes. All right. And so now we recognize I'm resting. 
and all this stuff in our world. It's just the adversary, the God of this world. In Ephesians, where it says rulers of darkness of this world, it means of this present age. And so when we know what we're dealing with, but we also know exactly how we are to deal with it, it affects our world in the way that God intends to affect our world. And please hear me. I'm not buying in. Because if we'll recognize who we are, we understand we have the power through Christ to change the world. Some of you believe that. You say, but I read that, oh, sure, the world's going to end in destruction. But there is going to be a great end time harvest of souls. I've got promise for that. There is a great end time harvest of soul. You know what that tells me? That tells me the God of this world doesn't win. And the difference is the church, the body of Christ in the earth. And so when we recognize what we're warring against and we give ourselves as the Spirit of God leads in prayer, it begins to break the bands of those that are held captive against their will. It begins to bring release. And, it, and then how do you know? I'll tell you how you know. Because a conversation opens up that wouldn't have opened up before. A door opens for ministry. And there's a flow that takes place that wasn't there before. It's because in a place of praying always... You and I, as the body of Christ, gained victory over those things. And it gave an avenue, an open door. It removed blindness from the mind. It opened the ears to hear. So I'm encouraging you. Don't get caught in the fray. Don't be discouraged. Definitely don't be despondent. Be the church. Be the church. Amen. Be the church. Would you reach to him with me right now? In the name of Jesus, open our understanding of who we are. Open our understanding of who we are. Greater are you that is within us than he that is in the world. Greater are you that is within us than he that is in the world. I pray, Jesus, open our understanding. Lead us according to your will and the praises of prayer you'd have us to go. Instruct us by your word, O oh Lord, to walk in the power of your spirit. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, grant us discernment and wisdom in this hour.
to do the will and the work of God. An awareness in this hour, Lord. Anoint our eyes to see. Anoint our ears to hear. Ile mekia remonosaye enele bekia raramando lobosataha. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, by your great grace we will stand against. Ila mataye, yondo robositaye, yelobosataha, yelebekia raramaha. Not in a defensive posture, but by the leading of your spirit, Lord, in a place of an offensive posture and going where you lead, Father, and warring against those things that would hold people captive, breaking bonds, breaking chains, setting at liberty. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we avail ourselves to you, Lord. Jesus in your name, Jesus in your name. In the name of Jesus, keep waiting on the Lord right there. I, I was in a conversation last week, a very serious conversation. And in that conversation, I was speaking with a man of God, removed from here. And I was seeking to encourage him in the, in the battle. He made this statement to me. He said, Joel, I'm just tired. And I don't know if I've got any fight left in me. It so marked my spirit. He wasn't giving up. He was just being honest. He was just being honest. He's been in the throes of the battle. This is the praying always with all supplication for all saints. You understand, I'm not saying this patting myself on the back or pinning. Since that conversation, the Lord has led me every day in praying for him. Look at that. We're not in this battle alone. I don't know why that was just quickened back to me here as we're closing. I feel like I want to pray. If you're here tonight and you feel like I just, I don't know if I've got any fight left. Can we pray for you? not trying to get 
please don't delay. If that describes you, I want to, we want to pray for you. Okay. In Jesus' name. You have the body of Christ. You are in the body of Christ. Remember where we started? We need each other. And when I get to the place where I don't have any fight left, I sometimes need to go to a brother and say, man, I need you to pray with me. I can't fight this on my own. I need the praying church. We're in it together. Why do you think the spirit of division in our world wants to creep into the church? We need one another. We need one another. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You are our strength. You are our fortress. You are our rock and our strong tower. Through you we will do valiantly. It is you that treads down our enemies. Lord, it is you that teaches our hands to war. I thank you for equipping the church. I thank you for equipping the church. I thank you. You have equipped us. You have equipped us. You are equipping us. I thank you for the body. I thank you for the equipping. Ira mayeko nonesia na na maha yenele kita na ma In this spirit of prayer, would you pray with me before we go for the Escalera family tonight?
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. As we give ourselves to prayer and the Lord leads us in prayer. Anytime you are praying in warfare or intercession, it's imperative that you Spend time in praise and worship following. It's imperative. I have I've heard from at least three different people in the last, I want to say, 60 days here in the local congregation where the Lord has specifically taken them into a place of travailing prayer. Okay? Travailing prayer. These things tonight are very surface, probably a better way to say it, very foundational. There's a lot more to build on there than what we just laid out tonight. But in this last hour, as a church, we will spend more time in travailing prayer and warfare prayer, these different methods of prayer that are a liberating of the captive, the destroying of the works of the adversary, and the birthing of souls into the kingdom. Again, those that have reached out to me regarding seasons of travailing prayer, it indicates to me where we are. Because the Bible says that as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth. Zion in the Old Testament is always a type and a shadow of the church. The Bible says as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth. And so there is a call. It may not be going to every single individual in the room. But there is a call of the Spirit that is going out for those that will avail themselves to prayer. We're all called to prayer. Make no mistake about it. We're all called to prayer. If you're not praying, I'm not sure you're even saved. If you're not talking with your Savior... But there's a call to spiritual warfare and there's a call to travail that I feel coming to the church. And so these foundational understanding that we just touched on here in Scripture tonight is critical. We need to be in prayer. We need to be in the Word. And it's an exciting time because it means the Lord is desiring to use us to reach our world. Aren't you thankful for that, that he would use us? Amen. God bless you. Please greet somebody. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.